Hello, everybody, and welcome to Golf vs. Golf, the hybrid podcast where we discuss, debate, and analyze everything in the world of golf and disc golf. I'm your co-host, Charlie Tinsley, and join with me in studio today is the one and only DJ B. Willie. DJ B. Willie, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, Charlie. Aaron and Anthony are not with me. They had their birthday yesterday. Not yesterday, Monday. Monday. And they had something pretty emergent come up and uh, kind of unforeseen, but they're having to deal with that. But we do have a special guest with you that we're about to bring on just in a minute, uh, Sarah Nicholson, the fa- the founder of Throw Pink, and we'll bring her on just in a minute. But real quick, Brandon, did you get to play any disc golf this week, or you've been pretty busy? So, been pretty busy, but on Saturday, actually me and you got to play in our, my first ever tournament. Yes, we did. And let me just tell you, boys. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot. Now, I've been playing disc golf a while and it has been hot and humid, and we were probably 95, two rounds, Catawba Meadows, Morganton, North Carolina. It was a USDGC doubles. Now, Brandon, the first round we played in the tournament was his second ever 18-hole yep. round, and we – I'm just going to be honest, I didn't have expectations, <laughs> great expectations of winning because you got some guys who, you know, are very good out there, and they're paired up together. But we had a good time, but it did get hot. Yeah, that second round – it was getting miserable out there for me, especially <laughs> someone that hasn't played you know much disc golf, and then you're putting that with yeah, the heat on a relatively, well, I say, a very open course. Yes, that heat. Yeah, came there was in. no shade anywhere. And but they had moved hole 18 there, and it was probably only a hundred, maybe a little <laughs> over a hundred feet. Yeah. And Brandon throws a mirage and of a approach disc and hits the band. And for an ace, hits the man on his first ever tournament. He about gets the ace, and that was pretty exciting. And I didn't put in for the money if I got hit. It you didn't either. put in for the ace pot, but <laughs> it was it was exciting. And you hit about a seventy foot putt. And yeah, every- do we want to talk about the you know the seven foot putt that I missed? <laughs> so he makes a seventy foot putt, and the and this is a very relaxed tournament, and the. The lead card, we'd called up to the lead card and everything, and there was three groups on there, and they let us play through, so they're watching us. And, I, and I'd and i walk to the next tee because we had like a seven, six-foot tap-in, and Brandon <laughs> missed that. But they all saw him make the 70-foot before, so it was fun. It was incredibly hot. So that's that was our story. We're also going to talk a little bit about the U.S. The, excuse me, European Open and some other stuff. But before we get to any of that, I'm so excited to bring on – like I mentioned earlier, the founder of Throw Pink, Sarah Nicholson. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm about two hours out of actually hitting an ace at uh, Women's Week here in Rock Hill. So uh, you got me at a good time. <laughs> so you have just uh, – are you still shaking a little bit? I know how that ace I, – I, I probably haven't had as many as you, but I know the feeling you get from an ace. Yeah. You, so you got it on league night, you say? Is that what it was? I did, yeah. Yeah, I have a little bit of an advantage. We play on this on this course. It's actually a, a, an ace place. So the holes are designed to, um, to be set up for, you know, for ace potential. They're all under 200 feet. And uh, we play it every Wednesday. So I, I really should have more aces than I do. But t- tonight was exciting because it was my first sidearm ace. So first, that one was first really ever, awesome. F- first ever sidearm. And what was the disc? Uh, I threw it, well, I threw it like with a putter. It was a rhino. Um, oh, like okay. The galactic rhino. Yeah, I just bought it two days ago, and I was like, yes, good purchase. I have, I have never really bagged a rhino, but similar to a pig, right? Kind of the same 
thumped maybe a little yeah, slower? Not, yeah, it's not as stable as, as a pig. And this Galactic Classic's a little kind of, I don't want to use the word gummy. They'll probably kill me at work. But it, it feels just a little bit bendier. You can really kind of get a good grip on it as opposed to some of the some of the other plastic. But I got to throw a quick shout out to the Mirage you guys were just talking about. Cause like if I ever win a world championship, I, I want that to be my signature disc because yep. I love the Mirage. It's my most favorite disc. And we have a ton of them with Rotink. So it's such a great disc for beginners. Okay. So you have, you have the Mirage on the throw pink website with the throw pink. Yeah. Stuff? Okay. Yeah. That's gonna, actually when people I send them to people for clinics and stuff. It's that I have my number one recommendation for a one disc round. Yeah. Now they they're pretty flippy for me, but I do bag one, and I and in this last tournament before me and Brandon, I threw one and it it did you know mirage type things in the woods and flipped up on this. I'm a lefty throw lefty backhand oh, okay. and it's a righty backhand, yeah. very severe righty backhand turn to the left, dog leg to the left. And I threw a mirage and it flipped up and went over to, and the guy, everybody's like, what disc was that? I'm like a mirage. <laughs> I said, don't sleep mm-hmm. on the, don't sleep on the mirage. No, it's such a good exactly. It's it such is a good magical, disc. magical. And I played um, master's world last year with Jennifer Allen, you know, one of the most powerful women throwers in our game. Oh yeah. She throws a mirage. So every time somebody's like, Oh, you know, my arm speech is too much or I just, you know, that's just not the dish for me. I'm like, listen, man, if Jay Allen can do it, uh, I think I think that you can handle the Mirage. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Now, real quick, and, and we got a, a, a lot I want to get to, but set, set set us up. Take us to this ace you had tonight. Like, what what's going on in the round? What hole are you at? What kind of shot are we looking at? I mean, just – just give us all the details. I, I love hearing about an ace. So go ahead. Yeah, well, this one's really good. I'll try to keep it brief. You know how discovers can be. We got to talk about every single shot on every single hole. Yes. But lucky, lucky for you guys, it's only on the second hole, so we don't have to go through too much. Okay. Um, but we we started on hole one, and I was like, I think I'm going to finally do it. I'm just going to throw a sidearm tonight. We just do nine holes, you know, to kind of keep it moving. Okay. And so I threw a, I threw a practice shot on hole one, and it was – terrible like i'm not exaggerating i think it went about 45 feet and it was awful so everyone of course because i have the lower tag right now they're like yeah yeah you should you should throw sidearms tonight that's a good idea <laughs> so i'm gonna do it no, i'm gonna do it they didn't know though <laughs> they didn't know what was about to happen what a- they did know but my first shot on hole one was awesome i mean it landed right underneath the back oh it was I, 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 I thought you yeah. said it was awful so it was a really good no, sidearm no, no. shot okay, okay. No, that was my my warm-up shot before we started i was like i didn't throw a sidearm i threw a warm-up shot and everyone was like yeah you should definitely do that okay so when the official round started my First shot on hole one was absolutely gorgeous, but running at the basket, drop into, and everyone thought oh, you, that I was just like sagging and yeah. shot in the ground on, on purpose. But I thought, okay, well, this sucks because like I got lucky. There's no way this next shot, like it's the whole round's going to go downhill. I threw my only good sidearm shot, and I sure enough stepped on the second tee and uh, and threw threw it right in. That's what the I'm... round is not very noteworthy. We'll just stop on hole two. <laughs> hey, look, it doesn't matter. I told I told Brandon that because we were, there was no way. I said it doesn't matter how bad a round's going if you hit an ace. That's all anybody talks about. So there you go. It, it, next week they won't know who won. They'll know that Sarah Nicholson hit an ace. Now, Sarah, uh, Aaron Valini, my other co-host, was able to stop in. So, uh, hey, how are you? He wanted to give you. Hey, some. good. How Sorry, are you? I have been working, and I just snuck in here for a second. So yep. yeah, so we got him for, for we got him for a little bit. Now let's get let's get to it. Now I've actually never, you know, we had Sarah Cunningham on a couple weeks ago, 
and she was my teacher, and she told me, now I knew you were a great person when she said you are an Easley High School alum. Is that true? I am. Okay. That's true. Don't ask me what year I graduated, but if you go to whole one on the course there, you, it says what year. Very. I could kill her for that because I sponsored the whole one. I was like, I gave you all this money, and you punished me by telling everyone what year I graduated. So I, now they know how old I am. I think I saw it, but I will not reveal it. But, I feel like I'm being attacked by you South Carolinians. Yeah, well, it's just this. Now, now where are you calling from now? Uh, and we're going to get into Throw Pink, but where are you at now? What are you doing you know, family, no family. What's going on? With Sarah yeah, Nicholson? yeah. Well, well. First off, speaking of Sarah Cunningham, real quick. Uh, you know, it would have been great if you guys would appreciate you having me on. But it would have been great if I could have gone on before Sarah Cunningham because I have a hard time beating her at anything. So, like, I can't even get on the podcast first. So next time, just think of me first, so I can maybe beat beat Cunningham at, at something. I've been chasing down that win for a long time because she's an incredible player. Yeah, she is a great player. And here's uh, if we ever do a YouTube video, I'm calling Sarah without the H, Sarah Nicholson, and you're going to be the first one on there. You're definitely going to have to get you on before Sarah Cunningham. So where are you at right now? Where are you calling us from? Right, I'm in. Well, so I'm in Rockville, South Carolina. Um, I my full time day job. I work for Enova Disc Golf, and Throw Pink is my nonprofit that that I run on this on the side. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm actually a mile and a half down the street from the USCGC course. Wow! Um, just to put a, put a nice visual um, in your head, and I've been here since uh, 2017. Okay, so I did not know. I- Unfortunately, I kind of was out of the sport for a while. I did not realize that I knew you were the founder of Throw Pink, but I did not realize that you actually worked for Innova East. So that's very cool um, that you are a part part of that. And, and what I mean, what do you do up there? Are you you know making discs or you? Uh, can I interrupt for just yeah, a second, real quick? Can can, <laughs> can you explain Throw Pink to me because I have no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, no that's, clue. that's the easy part. Yeah. Well, so well, Throw Pink is it's a nonprofit and it's set up specifically to raise money uh, for women's health initiatives. Um, breast cancer is our main focus, but we kind of branched out. We've been doing stuff for ovarian cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease. Um, as long as the your charity event is focused around a health initiative for women, then it qualifies as a Throw Pink event. And basically, what we do is we raise money uh, in communities around the globe. For it's like an actual like charity in their community is what the event benefits and the tournament charger picks. That's and awesome. Through the I'm... event, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like what if you guys kind of I don't know how new you are to the sport, but it's very much modeled after the ice bowls and how they yes. they do the big food drive. It's really very similar. Except for we go all twelve months. We think you got to make a difference every day. Now, that's awesome. Yeah, and I um, it's awesome you go out. I lost a grandmother to ovarian cancer. So, I mean, that I, it hits home with anybody. What I lo- love about it and is how, I guess, universal it is in disc golf. You, you, I know you all had that tournament up at Throw Pink or the North Cove, the Throw Pink Championship or whatever it was yeah. called at North Cove. And we, and I, I kind of help out there a little bit. We've had the throw oh, pink, nice. ba- we've had the throw pink basket there since the beginning of the course. So, you know, and I just feel like you get to see it a lot. I know there's tournaments that go up here with th- sponsored by pro P- throw pink or, you know, ha- ha- is a part of some initiative that y'all deal with. So that's awesome that y'all do that. Um, I didn't want to assume. 
I figured it was something with cancer, but yeah. I don't want to assume. Yeah. Now, Aaron, I, I don't know if you know the dynamic of our podcast. It's golf versus golf. Aaron and Anthony yeah. are heavy, avid golfers. Um, Anthony actually works in a pro shop. Aaron's been Aaron playing. works a real job. <laughs> Aaron's, a, Aaron's a McDowell County police officer. Sheriff's. Excuse me, sheriff. Yeah, don't ever call me that again. <laughs> He's a sheriff. A <laughs> He's a deputy sheriff. So they're in they're in the golf world, and of course, I'm in the disc golf world. Um, so that's kind of that the dynamic, which leads me to my next question, Sarah. And I, I know we're a little bit back and forth, but have you ever played ball golf? Well, yeah, I actually, I so I totally uh, identify with your dynamic because my father and my brother are, are big, and my dad actually doesn't like it when I call it ball golf. He, he yeah, Anthony don't like it. Yeah. Anthony, hey, we yeah. call it regular or traditional. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> you got to call it either golf or traditional because the ball just drives him absolutely nuts. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't say it. I know it's a big discovery thing, but yeah, they're huge golfers. I grew up uh, going to the Table Rock course uh, quite a bit. Dad would always take us there because they're a little bit more relax there so children that don't always pay attention are a little bit more welcome there okay so we uh, we spent a lot of time up there um i am not very good i'm a little bit more of a top golf player these days because you don't have to go and get your ball and finish the hole you can be kind of terrible um but my brother's uh he's he's really good he actually works out in big sky um he helped open up the moonlight um, basin course um and i always say he helps jack nicholas design it but he tells me that I can't lie. He basically helped carry us water and stuff around while he was designing it. But he still <laughs> got to spend the day walking like five feet from Jack Nicholas. So to me, oh, I, wow. will always, exa- I will always exaggerate that story. Like a, a good fisherman would exaggerate the size of the oh, fish yeah. that they caught. So, I, I'm exci- yeah, so I love your podcast. It's my entire life, like trying to go back and forth with this golf and golf with my family. Well, well how, how cool is that? Now, hey, I'll say this. I, talk, I don't know that top golf actually helps golfers, though. Do you, does it you, not? Well, you, you get out there and then you realize, man, this is not easy. No. And then they never go actually play real golf. So. Oh, yeah. I, I can definitely see it from now. It, it isn't easy. I it's just went, fun, though. We it's have fun. a golf trip. Sarah, we have a golf trip in October. A lot of guys we know and at our church we go. And I, I haven't played since last golf trip, I don't think. And I went out to Anthony's course and hit on the range. And I topped. You know, like we call it chili dip chili dipped every ball so it's just hard but but that is awesome that you got your start now oh back to my question so what what exactly do you do at innova are you in the factory or you office or can you tell us or yeah no 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 Uh, so i actually started pro peak when i was with the professional disc association i was their membership manager for six years and then i did their special initiative stuff and i've started running to a peak after that but then i took the job with Innova. i kind of bounced around i was in sales for a little bit but i'm really terrible at sales it's, okay if you don't want to buy it i really don't care so they <laughs> moved me over which doesn't make you a very good salesperson but i'm now in um, like uh, events and promotions so basically if you're running a tournament and you want to be you want the tournament to be sponsored by us you need custom this for player packs or if you have a charity i, I talked to a lot of churches a lot of military a lot of like youth programs, any of those calls where you're starting up something and you want this stuff to be involved, they all come through me. And I just kind of negotiate what we can do to help sponsor them, cut them some breaks on costs. And I'm just, I'm really good at giving stuff away. They found, they found my niche. Well, very cool. I'm guessing you probably had a hand in that league that Sarah started the upstate the, with the schools. 
Were you involved? Yeah, in that in yeah. Any? Okay. Well, I gave her some free stuff. <laughs> she, I can't take any. I can't take any further credit. Sarah is really, really awesome at what she does. It sounds like we're talking to the right person. I'm just going. <laughs> if you're giving away free stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. You came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, we have come to the. We have stumbled upon the right place. So, so let, let's let's take it back. We kind of know a little bit about Throw Pink. Where, so hey, have you been from an early age? Have you always lived in South Carolina? Were you in easily most of your life, or where you know where where was your childhood years, and where did your kind of competitive yeah. edge start? Yeah, we. Uh, my family is super competitive. I think I came like was came into the world competitive. Um, but yeah, I was in easily my whole life. My brother was a big. He was a big baseball player. I was kind of a shy kid, so I didn't get into competitive sports until I think my junior senior year in high school. I went out to the softball team. And just made it because I spent so much time playing softball, I mean, baseball in the backyard with my dad and brother and helping my brother practice. And even though I'd never played on an actual competitive team myself, I just, I had the skill set um, just from being around my dad and brother and helping him practice for baseball. Or maybe usually high school just was desperate for players that year. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but I managed to get on, I managed to get on the team and, and play. And that was when, so I mean, we're, we're talking senior year, year here, so I, I got in late, and by then I was kind of hooked. So then when I went to college, I went to USC in Columbia. Sarah and I are, are school rivals because, you know, she's yeah. something on, on the game cause. Oh, and, uh, oh no. Yeah, but so that, yeah, I know. But <laughs> so at that point, I wasn't like good enough to actually play any kind of collegiate sports, but thank goodness for intramurals. So, you know, I went on from right. there, and I, I got into lacrosse. Um, my, my roommate was, he was from uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, you know, lacrosse was big down here in the South. I'd never heard of it in the 90s. I'll date myself, but right. we didn't have it in high school in the 90s. Uh, but I loved it. It was so much fun. So I played a lot of lacrosse um, first couple of years in college, and then I just got busy with, with academics. And okay. hiking was really about the only kind of outdoor thing I ever did. So was it about your college age then when you started to getting, in, it, getting into disc golf, or was it after? Or no, man, I wish I really do wish I actually my brother, ironically, the golfer got me into disc golf. They opened up the easily course. I think this was around 2004. So you're talking about um, foothills, he, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. The one ever. Yeah, the one ever with the um, I forget what they call it. What it's called now the park, the one with all the baseball. JB, yeah, there. JB Red Owens, where yeah. they had, where they had yeah. the big league World Series, which is on ESPN and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that one. And um, so we, we went over there and he got my first disc for me um, and we played because I had moved back home at this time because my mother, um, she she died in 2004 and I quit my job and moved home in 2003 to be her caregiver because she was on a respirator um, at that time. So disc golf was for me like just a really good mental health release, more so than a competitive thing. So I was like kind of a one disc wonder, didn't really play a whole lot. Um, and this kind of got me through, you know, losing my mom. And then we moved out. My brother and I moved out to Yellowstone National Park and worked out there for three years. Wow. And they have, yeah, they have disc golf courses there. They're kind of hidden and they're for the employees. In, in the park? Tell. In the park? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only one basket. You played it a few times and it's their target courses. But they're actually like laid out courses with maps that they will give you in the employee rec hall and you can go out. 
And you're throwing play, so you're throwing over Old Faithful and all that stuff. That's pretty neat. Well, you can, yeah, 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 yeah. You are. There's a couple of spots where there's where there's there you know there's some hot springs, but not but off the beaten path and nothing gotcha. too crazy like that. But wow. yeah, that was it was it was a mental health release for me more than it was a competitive thing when I first started. So so let me ask you this, and of course I want to be very sensitive. Throw pink, obviously your passion. Was it was it cancer that you lost your mother to? Is that what I got actually you? lost? My grandmother had breast cancer, so okay. that was the the breast cancer time. My mother had pulmonary disease, okay, and that was another reason that we kind of started branching out just from breast cancer because I have so many people that right. reach out to me and lost someone they love, and I think, well, you know what? There's so many things we could raise money for, and if you're passionate about it and if it's making a difference in your community and it ties into women's health, like go for it. Let's not you know pigeonhole ourselves into just doing one thing where we can yep. do so much more, you know? Yep. All right. So, so you, so you're in easily, you have to, you move back, you, you find disc golf as a way of, you know, a release. And then you and your brother move to, um, Yellowstone playing disc golf out there. And then, or is that when you start getting involved in the PDGA or is that when you kind of get more serious about disc golf after that? Or, you know, where, how does that timeline work out? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really like still was only playing for fun, but I did join the PDGA and I lived out there because because of the magazine, you know, yeah, I'd date myself a little bit. But we didn't have like all the, the internet stuff, and this was 2007 when I joined. Um, so there, it wasn't like it is now, where you had so many different things. The magazine was such a bigger deal back then, so. I joined so I could get a magazine so I could stay, yeah. you know, up to date and read about this stuff stuff when I was out in the middle of the woods. Wow. So it wasn't until, yeah, 2008 is when I played my first tournament. And that was when I moved back to Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. And it was at Earlwood Park, and it's actually where I met Sarah Cunningham. So okay. I started started my competitive journey. In 2008, and, and y'all have been bitter rivals ever since. <laughs> it's a couple of years because I was still am, you know. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until yeah. I moved up with the, moved up to pro and started getting beat all the time. I keep telling her that I make sure she tells the children that I've helped fund their college education. Yeah, <laughs> I get. Uh, I feel that. Um, so, so, so now you're pretty serious. 2008, you're back in Columbia, um, and then when do you start working for the PDGA? Like, when do you start? When does that? When does that all happen? That didn't start until, um, I think it was March, it was 2011, or early 2011. Okay. Is when I started working for those guys. Yeah, I really, I was in just the amateur, like I played um, FA1, which is just like the, that's just the highest level amateur. Right. Um, Advanced, for, yeah. for women. Yeah. Yeah. Just for your listeners that don't, don't, yep. don't know. Um, but so I played that for two years and there's only like four or five of us. I played with the same women every tournament. It was just yes. a ton of fun. Like we, you know, we're good friends, but we wanted to win. So it was a nice little dynamic. Yeah. Um, for sure. and, then, and then in 2010, I ran my, my first event. Um, and it was for the Dickerson Center for Children for, um, you know, battered and abused children. And that's when I was like, this is, you know, this is really, um, something you can do. You can really make a difference, you know, with this stuff. Cause this offers, you know, I mean, they come out. They play these charity events, and they will just donate so much of their yep. time and their money. I mean, they're it's a good group of people. Um, so then, then that got me into the, uh, the PGA, and then I started running events and and kind of started heading in that direction of the game versus the competitive side. Okay, wow. So you so 
what you've done is you found your passion, this passion in the sport of disc golf, and you've you've really turned it into something much more than just throwing plastic in the in the woods. You've turned it into something that now can you can play and then turn around and help pe- help people with amazing thing. Um, and so you've been doing that. And, and when was when was the kind of the beginning of throw paint? Do you remember year or time? Or anything yeah, like it was well. We came up with the name uh, at the end of 2013, and we ran our very first event um, in Atlanta, Georgia, because I was in Augusta at the time okay. in, in 2014. But I took over. Like, it kind of started building like in, in in 2011 when I started working for the PDGA. I took over the Magnolia Open, which was a women's only event that was held at the IGC every year. Okay. And yeah, and my the it, the first couple of years there was only like maybe 12 or 15 women. And then in 2011, I made it a charity event for breast cancer. Okay. And we had 60, we had 60 plus women and wow. they came out and they had a good time. And that's when I thought, you know what? Like, it's just like, this is a good thing. Like more new players will come out because they'll come out because they want to make a difference. Maybe they didn't really care about being competitive, but, but they do want to make a difference. And so we can make a difference and we can get new women playing this off. Like yeah. this, this is great. So then it took me two years to figure out that, well, I could probably do more. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, and I think it's awesome because, and I think you're right. And, and maybe, maybe even on the women's side, more than the men's side, when they just see that, you know, they're doing something for other people, you know, just their, their selfless nature. My wife was out there and the first time we played North Cove, she saw that throw pink basket. And she said, right. she turned around to me. She's like, Oh, is that for breast cancer? I said, yep. Yes, it is. And she had lost a friend, friend to it. Not, and she just, she loved that fact. The fact that, you know, there's something like that out there. So, you know, I, I'm glad I know everybody can get involved, but it's awesome to see, especially on the women's side of the sport, how they love that and are kind of drawn to that kind of thing. And, um, I love it too. The, the guy, the, the guy that works at North Cove, he told me to tell you hi, Malcolm, and he wears oh, it. Yeah, he, love Malcolm. yeah he, he wears his throw pink shirt all the time at that, while he's yes. working. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he, those guys, those guys are great. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, make sure you tell her hey for me. I said I will. So and he always <laughs> is wearing that, and he's supporting it. So out through 2013, and, and now you're uh, you're working for Innova. Throw pink has grown. I don't. Even, is it the biggest charity in the sport? I mean, it's got to be up there. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say because I think everyone's kind of got their niche and they're all kind of doing their thing. I mean, right. I know that, that Ed, the educational disc golf experience, they've done tons of things for kids in schools. You've got you play coming along now. Right. Ulibarri just started a foundation. His is for college kids. Like I love how at least from what I can see, like all these charities and disc golf, we're not trying to compete against each other. We're helping each other and we're yep. trying to, to to build it up so right i don't know I, I i hate to maybe it's my grandma talking i don't want to sound arrogant but i, I don't know i don't know if i can say i'm the biggest but you know i, I want to keep growing i can say yeah. that i would say this as a disc golfer i i would say definitely throw pink is one of the most recognizable um recognizable charities out there and that kind of brings me up to this coming up is the i guess in winthrop in your while the men are having the USDGC, it's technically the women's side is having the, is it the throw pink championships, correct? 
Is that the name of it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a little confusing because I have the 13th Women's Team Championship and then I have the 13th Women's Championship. I might need to get a little more clever with these names. Now, the Throw Pink (laughs) Team Championship was at North Cove. Right, is that That's what you North Cove one, yeah. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. and that happened earlier this year. And then the Throw Pink Championship is an A tier where I mean you have the biggest the biggest female pros in the world there and it'll be uh it'll be going on simultaneously with the USDGC in October, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. And your 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 golfer guy counterparts will, will love this because to me what I want to do with the Women's Championship is I'm kind of modeling it after what's now called the Evian Championship and the LPGA because in golf, women have five makers. The PGA only has four, LPGA has five, and I'm trying to convince the PGA, but, and they and they allow the Evian Championship to be a, a, you know, a major on the tour for the growth of, of golf, women's <laughs> golf. So I've, I've tried to like give that spiel to the PGA, right. but I can't quite get them on board, but but yeah, through the, the the championship at Winthrop, that's my one thing. Everything else I do all year is for, you know, health initiatives and charity and youth players and youth and, and right. masters and senior age players. Like that's my one big splash to do something and make a difference for the pros in the game. Okay. So that that's what that's what's happening there. But we also raise money for charity and we do a clinic um, for new players too that week. We have a lot going on. Yeah. Well, I'm ho- I'm hopefully going to be able to make it down this year. I'm excited about that. Uh, to come watch a little bit of the USDGC and hopefully some of the throw pink as well. And I'm excited to yeah. get down there. And um, you, it seems like you have a lot going on. I mean, I mean, besides, besides disc golf, besides throw pink, you know, besides uh, all these charities and these great things you're a part of, you know, is, is there anything, are, are there any other hats you wear, you know, or you got any more, anything else in the fire? Well, I'm also a member of the WIFIP Women in Sport Commission. So that's the World Flying Disc Federation. They, okay. um, yeah, they, they're the, you know, PJ is the governing body for disc golf and, and WIFIP is, you know, the kind of the governing body for all the sports. Um, right. But they do a lot of focus with more on ultimate. So I work with them and I'm also on the diversity task force with the, the PTGA. And I just sat down um, this year from the PJ Women's Committee just because I just, felt like I wasn't giving them enough to call myself a committee member because I had so much going on, but I, I hope to get back on that committee and be able to make an impact there as well uh, down the road. Okay. So you, so you're still, you're very busy with other things and, and that's awesome. So as far as you as a disc golfer, I mean, what, what kind of tournaments you got coming up? Are you uh, competing in anything or is most of your stuff just the throw pink stuff that you throw that you have going on? Or do you have any, you know, bigger tournaments, bigger A tiers that you're planning on playing pretty soon or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, usually I, you know, I'll play, you know, five to 12 events a year. Um, but this year, I, gosh, I haven't played a single disc golf event this year. Wow. But I am going to be playing. I know. I'm just really disappointed in myself a little bit. He, even Brandon, I, even working. B. Willie's, pl- even he's played one this year. And he just started. I know. I, I got to get ahead of B. Willie. That's coming. I got to get up there. But uh, uh, I am going to play the Women's Global event on August 6th. That's an event that happens all around the world. Yes. And women all play like on the same day in the rating thing. So. I can't miss that one, so I'm going to play against Sarah Cunningham and uh, and do my best to uh, 
to uh, not get destroyed. Well, hopefully you'll have better <laughs> luck because I've never beat her, beat her either. So you, you know, hopefully you'll have better luck than me. Well, listen, I beat her one time. She was, um, I think she was eight and a half months pregnant and it was on my home course at the time at Augusta that she was playing blind. And I think I beat her by one stroke. Yeah. So it was a real long shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so real quick, and you kind of mentioned this about trying to get throw pink. What, as far as throw pink goes, what do you see in the future for this? I mean, what, you know, sky's the limit, I'm guessing. So what, what else would you like to see, you know, out of this? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it sounds so simple, but I'd love to, to see a throw pink event, at least one in every state, if not two or three, because then we've got events happening in each state money going into each state for local charities, getting more women playing in that area because there's so many women that, you know, their peak events are their first event because they're, they're, they're casually competitive is what I say, you know, kind of fun right. for the purpose. Yeah. And, you know, we, we get more women playing, help communities get more women playing, provide a platform for that. So, you know, it's not super complex stuff. I just want to keep doing what we're doing and, and make it bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is – awesome real quick and we thank you so much for coming on and we're already over the 30 minute mark but real quick as far as throw pink and anything you know what's the best way to help the where to find you all that stuff can you just give a shout out on all that stuff real quick yeah yeah website our website is throwpink.org um you can go there you can donate directly to the site another way if you want to kind of pick up a little something for yourself and support us at the same time just hit that shop button on there and you can you know, pick up some therapy swag and merchandise and wear it out on the course and tell people about us. And, you know, we get the proceeds from that, um, from CGU, our online store. Okay. I mean, running the, run an event, you know, in your town, or if you're already running an event, you know, give me a call and we'll send you some raffle prizes and raffle those off at your event. That's a really easy add on to an already existing event. You know, just bring your wives and sisters and cousins and neighbors, like just bring them out to an event. That's a really good way to, Get them to involved. help throw pink and women's disc golf. Yeah. I mean, there's so, it's not just, you know, money that, that will help. There's so many other ways that you can, you know, be a part of this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, Sarah, we really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to meeting you in person someday, maybe hopefully at a throw pink event or something, but thank you for all you're doing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you hear it a lot, but we want to sincerely from this podcast say we appreciate it for people that have been, uh, you know, touched by cancer, have lost family members, you know, um, like I have and most people have, you know, we really understand the heartbreak and we understand how awareness of it and early, you know, early detection and all those things can help. And you're doing great job with Throw Pink and we really appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Anything else before we let you go? No, I just want to thank you guys for having me. And I always have to shout out to my dad and my grandma because um, they're my biggest fans. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely uh, share this podcast with them. I'm sure you'll make them proud. Uh, B. Willie, got anything, bud? I'm good. Aaron? Nope. I'm good. We, well, we, once again, we really appreciate you coming on, and we'll let you get back to it. And until, you know, next time, till we can both get out there and just beat Sarah Cunningham, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Th it. Thank you. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye.
All right. Once again, another awesome interview. We really appreciate Sarah Cunningham, not Sarah, Sarah Nicholson coming on and doing that. Look her stuff up. Throw pink. Got a got tons of stuff uh, that you can buy. Plenty. You heard the ways you can help. You know, if you're a lady listening, just get involved in one of the tournaments. Run a tournament. You know, partner up with her. All kinds of cool stuff. Any thoughts, fellas, from that? That was good. Yeah, awesome stuff. Awesome. It stuff. was. I missed half of it, but I'm here. Yeah, Anthony's you're here. not. Anthony's not. Aaron <laughs> Aaron is half asleep right now. Real quick, though, appreciate her coming on, but we do have some things to talk about. First things first, boys, USA won the President's Cup big in disc yeah, golf, like 35 points to 19. So, Love that. Yeah, we absolutely – they they went over there to Europe and put a hurting on them, so well done. Well done. And the winners for the Euro Cup. On the ladies' side, it was Paige Pierce taking it down. Evelina Solonen came in second. And on the men's side, it was an absolute barn burner between two athletes, Eagle McMahon and Paul McBeth. Did did what? Did one of them that is right-handed throw a left-handed forehand? No. It was a left So, Eagle – Backhand. Yeah, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Eagle – has hurt his arm sidearm. He cannot throw sidearm. In fact, he has been out of the tour. He has not played in the last few months. And really, it kind of looked like he wasn't going to play this. Well, what he's learned to do is throw backhand lefty, and he can throw it 400 feet. I've seen that. And that's that's but unbelievable. Facebook's been in my business, <laughs> and it just starts showing highlights of disc golf stuff yes and i've seen that it was awesome so he is and so he's back for his first time paul Macbeth, i believe has won the euro championship um four times in a row so he was kind of the favorite going in although he's had but they went in and i think they were double digit strokes ahead from third place and on the last day eagle mcmahon first tournament back in two months took it down Throwing righty backhand and Eagle. Left. Yeah, I mean he he killed it. It was it was awesome. So that's what happened. But the the big news, what's kind of, and I kind of hate that it's overshadowed, is and Aaron, did you see it of Nico LaCastro? Well, I'm trying to pull up the video and we'll show him letting the crowd can hear it. But that was yeah. Was it the like the big hyzer that went all the way around the trees and he aced it? No, <laughs> no, you're 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 off a little bit. This was well, I don't know I'm trying. I don't know people's names. Nico Lacastro. Now let me just kind of give yeah, you his I story. It. I got the video. Nico, right Le- before you show him, he is kind. He is known for two things. He's very passionate, but he can kind of come off as a hothead or a jerk or whatever during the round. I don't think he's necessarily a bad person, but just during rounds, he can come off very, you know, just maybe not a super likable guy. And the Very other, LeBron Jamesy. I don't know if you could say that, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, LeBron James fans. Um. Anyway, he's also known for taking too much time, and this has been a storyline for years that Nico takes more than his allotted thirty seconds. Now, now golf, they have a time before they tee off. Yeah. Well, the no, I mean they don't have an actual time. They will start getting put on the timer. If they get more than one hole behind. Okay. Okay. So, so he is, and and I'll, I'll get into this, but I'm I'm kind of like it took this, and this all had to happen, but 
this is what happened. The European marshal of the round. So the is guy this during the president's cup. No, this is during the actual European. This is the second round, the 18th hole. So what I believe's happened is it's happened multiple times. This time infraction, and the European man comes up to him and says, "Violation, courtesy violation," and uh, and gives him gives him a violation because of that. And and what Nico does is pretty. Pretty incredible, um, but not in a good way. So real quick, let me see if I can find it for you. And I just really want to get your opinion on it. And when I show it to you, I want you to tell me what you would think would happen in a real golf tournament if you were to see something like this happen. Okay, here it is right here. I don't know if y'all can hear it or not. So he tells him why. He's pretty, you know, blunt, but he just tells him what. And Nico walks up to him and says, step away, which I don't get. And then he gets back up in his face. Now, that's an official. That is an actual official that he goes up to and does that to. <laughs> now, now listen. We might have some people that you know like Nico, and I, and I'm not saying I hate. So be generous. But what I mean, what are your initial thoughts on seeing that video? Um, generous. You know, just don't be. You know, don't. Kill okay. The man. He says, "Get out of my face," and then he follows him and says, "Did you not hear me?" I know. I don't. <laughs> Number one, it's absolute. It, it should never. You should, as a professional athlete, you should never act like that. Especially towards an official. Now, it happens a lot. Yes. But but this is the – I mean, essentially, you know, golf, this don't happen a lot on, on, the, on the Disc Golf Pro Tour. So he – so the man calls him, and he says, why? He goes, PDJ rule. And, and it was so funny. Is, and I wish I knew his name. Uh, he says, PDJ rule. And then he asks, why again? Nico asks, why again? And he goes, uh, no, he says time limit. He goes, why? PDGA rule. And he's just being very blunt, just telling him exactly why. And then he steps up in his face and says, looks at him, I guess trying to intimidate him and says, step back. Yeah. I'm like, you stepped up in yeah, his face. After he stepped. And then and then he steps back and then he goes, gets in the face and goes, you want to keep staring? I guess the point making like, are you paying that close attention to me? We can stare, but. Well, yeah, you're on, you're on the timer now. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking, Nico, why? You know, why did you do that now? He did come out with a pretty heartfelt con- confession, it seemed. But here's what happened. Number one, let me t- ask you this. What would happen in golf? If you, have you ever seen – I've seen Sergio not too long ago get mad at an official, and he said, I can't wait for live golf. Can Look, time out. There's a spider right there. All right. Kill no, it's it. not. That's not – okay. I yeah, it you. is. All right. All anyway, right. <laughs> so Sergio definitely did. Did he get in trouble? No. But was he up in his face? I mean, he looks like he's no, about he did, to, well, that. That almost looks like it ain't far from a physical confrontation. And I think that's probably the big saying something to a ref's one thing. Getting up into his face, trying to intimidate him, intimidate him in the way that Nico did is a whole nother. That's a whole nother yeah, level. Now it happens in baseball though. They get up in their face yeah. in baseball. Yeah, but it's a it's a golf sport. So I mean, it's. A, I mean, you, I you mean, just don't. You don't. It's not. The reason we see it because they're not as involved as they are in baseball. Every play, there's a call and an umpire makes. Yeah. You know, well, you don't I mean, see this. But there's there's golf officials too. I mean, they they're there. So here's what happens to Nico. Okay, 
He's drove to, or not drove, he's flown to Finland to Europe. Second round. They disqualify him. He's got to go home. He got disqualified because of that? He got disqualified because of that. Good for him. And <laughs> listen to this. His sponsors suspended him. Wow. And there's questions if he's going to be in the next tournament. We got a little Phil Mickelson going on in disc I, golf. I'm so, now, now let, let me make this point. The reason it blew up this bit now, I'm I'm looking at this at two sides, so don't I'm not taking up for Nico. Number one, as Nico, you can't do that. You cannot act like that. Is he a big name? He was he's yeah, he's a but a few years ago he was a real big name. And he's kinda fell off a little bit. But you cannot act like that, man. You cannot act like that. Not in disc golf, not in where disc golf's at now. You rarely ever see golfers act like that. That and if they do, there, you know, there's some consequences. You cannot. I'm not excusing Nico at all. He cannot act like that. But I'll say this: one of the reasons because it elevated is because nobody ever calls him on it like that to that degree. And here's what happens: he's gotten away with it in America. The players won't call it. He barely gets these little warnings from, you know, uh, whoever. Jeff Springs or whatever, they've said that he's warned him. But not on that. So he comes up, and this guy tells him, you know, he gives him the – he tells him the rule, he tells him all that, and it does – and the, why does it get to this point? Because it hadn't been taken care of. It's a PDGA rule. They need to take care of it before it gets to this to this level. And I feel like that's why he got suspended, because once that happens, if you don't suspend him, yeah, it's going to keep happening. Absolutely. And it's going to get worse. They have you have to bring the hammer down hard yeah, because I agree with if that you part. if you don't, if you don't bring the hammer down hard, then you really look like a pushover. And not only that, it could open the door for other players to do the Absolutely. exact same thing. Absolutely. Now, what will be interesting to see when he comes back? If He'll come back. He he don't really have the option. I don't think not to come back. When he comes back, it'll see, it'll be interesting to see how he acts and how he yeah. d- takes the time limit and if he'll get called on it more. Well, he is doing some counseling. I did see it today. Is he doing counseling? Yes. Good for him. Well, good for him. I mean, you know, figured. I I mean, I obviously I think most people that watch this golf know about him. Would say he might have some anger issues. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to kind of commentate on what I saw and what I think happened. But in the moment. You're not you're not thinking of the consequences. No, absolutely not. None of them. You're thinking of I've already went out of bounds, so he's probably not, already mad. And you're not going to win. And I've never yeah. got called on. this I mean, that's before. the second round, but I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, think it was still. And I've never got called on this before. Why right now? I, I'm sure he's been called on it, but I don't know. I just don't think he's ever really suffered a penalty or anything for it. Like, there's never been any repercussions of it. I feel like he's always been able to do it. Maybe he gets a little warning here and there, and then, boom, on national TV, or not national TV, but on the Disc Golf Network. It's all all over the place now. It is all over everywhere, but... I mean, I hadn't seen it, but it's all over the place. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Well, that's about it for tonight. I know know we're a little more Disc Golf focused. Big news coming out, though, with Bubba Watson. Yeah, it's... it's I've seen that today. It just came out today. He is moving... To live, live golf. To live golf. Once again, a man that's already won a major. Won two majors. Made his money. Two masters. Does it make sense? Do you hate him for it? Do you love him for it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money to turn down. Anthony would say otherwise if he was here, but he ain't been here, so he don't get a say. No, he doesn't. 
<laughs> but I, I wonder – we'll have to ask Anthony when he comes back what's his thought on Bubba going. There was another one that just went too. Yeah, I don't – And I can't remember who it was. Yeah. He was a pretty big it, name. It, you don't really – I'm going to be Stand honest. By. I do not hear about the Live Tour a lot, like what's going on. All I hear about, the only news that – like I couldn't tell you who's won the last tournament. I don't know when the next tournament is. All I know is every – seems like every week – you got some big name heading over there. And I wonder how long this is going to last. And I wonder what the future is for both tours, the PGA and the Live Tour. Well, later this summer he'll be playing in the, the next event. The that next Live Tournament? Yeah. So later in this summer he will. Less golf, more money. I don't know if that sounds like a bad deal. Especially know. if you've made money and you just kind of maybe want to get you a retirement well, didn't they just get like a big deal or something for next year? I can't remember. The live tournament did? Yeah, and they added another event, another major or something like wow. that to theirs. So they know. seem like they're just kind of steamrolling ahead. Yeah, see so who else joins it. We will. <laughs> is it going to be where the PGA Tour is just – and the majors are what matter? Just really the majors? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that there's been rumors about Cameron Smith? Cameron Smith possibly going? I don't think Cameron Smith would go. Okay. Well, I can't. I'm looking, but I can't see. We, I don't know who it was. Well, anyway, interesting development. As always, we'll continue to monitor, monitor it. But that's about it for tonight, fellas. Great interview from Sarah Nicholson. Thank you again, Sarah. Appreciate it. Um, awesome Euro Cup, President's Cup, and European Open. And we will see what what's coming up in golf this week. I have no idea. I know in disc golf they have the Great Lakes Open. Uh, and that's coming up, and we'll we'll talk about that next podcast. You got any tournaments coming up, Charlie? I don't. I, I do. What, what do you got coming well, up? It's a while. August sixth and seventh. What's going on? I'm playing in the county championship here, McDowell County the Lake Club. Oh, yeah. which ain't that when the big in North Cove is for disc golf? Yeah, same they days. Have, they have the that's they have the uh, North Cove Classic. Mm. I'll not be playing in it, but yeah, <laughs> it's going on. All right, fellas. Golf well, versus golf on Facebook. Golf versus golf on Facebook. Um, throwpink.org if you want to support there. Golf versus disc golf at gmail.com. Gmail. Comment hey. us. We're over, we're well over a thousand views, thousand plays. Get more listeners every. Uh, appreciate your support. Appreciate y'all, everything you do, and making this. Uh, making this podcast work. I'll yes. throw a shout out to Flavors on Main. They sponsored me in that tournament this week last week. Let me tell y'all something about DJB <laughs> Willie. He's the type never even played disc golf they before. Gave me a shirt. And they gave him a to shirt wear to wear. I need a shirt to wear. I play disc golf all <laughs> I play tournaments all the time. They need to give me one. Shout out give me a shout out over there. Oh, flavors <laughs> the flavors on Main. On Main they got disc golf stuff, fly fishing stuff here in Marion. Yeah, come to Marion. Come to Marion. We got it all. Bigfoot's here. We, we have expanded for sure. Okay. Yeah. Like two ice cream shops, $1,500 generals. <laughs> and we have Mr. Bob's. No, that's closed no, down. Don't. In Old Fort, it's not. Yeah, yeah it is. No, it's well, not. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll take your word for it. I thought it was. It is because it's a cinnamon roll place now. That is right. It's nothing fancy or whatever now. Yeah. Anyway, it don't matter. <laughs> I'm <laughs> upset. <laughs> Come visit. It's good, though. They say cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I've had cinnamon rolls. Okay. Mr. Uh, Bob's is way better than Duncan. It was. Uh... I don't don't, know. don't act like you don't. I'm love a I'm a, co- I'm a coffee guy. So yeah, we know. Okay. Starbucks is better. We get it. <laughs> I like Dunkin' better. All right. Anyway, well, about I guess that's about it, fellas. Now, will we have a podcast next week for them with their schedules. 
Yes. What's our schedules? Yeah, we'll have one. Okay. We'll definitely we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll get it done. So I'm sure we'll have an interesting topic to talk about next week. We, it, we're going to have a new guest next week. Anthony Vellini <laughs> will be joining so, us next week. So you need a comment right now on our Facebook or somewhere. We've got some young fellas, some young golfers that want to get on the podcast. Ooh. Uh, we just had some. Okay, I don't Y'all know. Gonna, I, yeah, the, especially on the golf side. Yeah. You're going to have to get your game up. We've had a bunch of disc golf professionals on. Oh, you talking about interview? No, I'm talking yeah, about I'm talking about I'm talking about golfers. Yeah, it's hard to get a pro golfer well, though. I, hey. <laughs> yeah, let me. Call, I'm gonna call Phil when I get hey, home. He might. He'll tell us about the live. No, we've got some young some young boys around the church and stuff that wanna that wanna just be on here with us. Oh, I can I can name those names. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's about it for tonight. Thank y'all for joining us. Whether it's swinging a club or throwing a disc, go play some golf. We're out.